Thank you for tuning in to the Crossover Podcast. We hope this message inspires you and grows your faith. To learn more about Crossover, visit our website at crossovernorman.com or find us on Facebook and Instagram at Crossover Norman. Enjoy the message. Can I get a boomer? If you love Jesus, say I do. I do. Man, listen, I only have a few short minutes. There's nothing worse than putting the pastor on a timer. All right, but I've been put on a timer, and I only got a few moments with you for our very last crossover of spring 2022. How do we feel about that? There we go. How do our seniors feel about that? Uh, I've already seen some tears tonight, all right? Tonight is a very special night, though. It is truly one of the most powerful nights um, that I believe that crossover holds. For the last, I think, two years, uh, we started baptizing people, and I'm telling you, it is tremendous. It is powerful, um, and I'm telling you, it, it can change your life. And what I love about it, it's, it's special because students don't only show and profess their love for Jesus with their words, but they actually are able to profess their love for Jesus with their actions in baptism. They are able to express and show what Jesus has done on the inside by expressing it on the outside with baptism. Um, and I love how they have proclaimed and they have put their faith in Jesus and that they have trusted Him to save their, them as a sinner because they needed a Savior uh, for the rest of their life. He took not only their, their former sins, but their present sins and their future sins away from them now and forevermore. See, the Bible states it clearly. It says in Romans 10, 9, that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be what? Saved. That is, that is a promise. That is the Bible. For it is written that for it is with your heart that you believe and you are justified and it is with your mouth that you confess and you are saved. At that moment, when you believe and you confess with your mouth and you believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins and you confess that you are a sinner in need of a Savior, at that moment is the moment that you become a child of the King. Now listen, I'm going to let their testimonies of, of these individuals tonight express the gospel to you in such a, a raw and intimate way that I'm telling you it will change your life. And my hope and many people's prayers tonight is that these testimonies will bring hope and salvation for everyone in this room. That you see that maybe just for some of you that, that the reason why you're here wasn't for an accident or, or you're just here by chance or maybe you're here just to see somebody tonight. But tonight, you realize that Jesus wants to have a relationship with you. And if these students, if these 20-something-year-olds can go and say, you know what, I am a sinner in need of a Savior, and you know what, I'm excited about it, I'm able to put my life into a, into a tub and proclaim to the world that I'm not ashamed of the gospel and of Jesus who saved me, guess what, maybe you can do the same. Maybe you can be just as excited to them. Now listen, students, and listen, family, don't waste another moment 
not knowing whether you're a child of the king or not. Don't waste another moment not trying to think about eternity. Why don't you focus in on it tonight saying, you know what, I want to make sure that I'm a child of the king. I want to make sure that I have an eternity with him. And also, listen, I beg you, don't let the devil fool you into thinking that you need to be better or you need to have some behavioral modification in your life in order to be right before God. Because the Bible says this, God demonstrated his love for us that even while we were sinners, Christ died for us. Christ knows every sin that we have ever committed and that we ever will commit. And guess what? He still paid for that debt on the cross. Listen, you can't be like Jesus until you have Jesus in your life. Don't waste a moment. The biggest decision of your life, the biggest question that you need to ask right now is, do I have a relationship with Jesus? Know this, hundreds of people are praying for tonight that everyone has an encounter with Jesus tonight. Maybe some of you tonight. You have trusted Jesus with your life and, and maybe tonight you just, you need a breath of fresh air. Maybe you've been, been just really like floating underneath the water, right? And you're smothered and you're down and you're depressed and, and finals are, are coming and, and you don't know what life is going to look like here in a couple months and maybe tonight you just need a breath of fresh air. I'm telling you, when you watch these testimonies and you see how Jesus has changed lives, I'm telling you, it's gonna, it, you're gonna get your breath of fresh air tonight. Some of us in here, you know what, we might need, we got some, a lot of questions, we have a lot of, prayer requests, and maybe we need to just be encouraged from our Heavenly Father. And I'm telling you, tonight you can get your encouragement, but maybe, just maybe, some of us in this room, we need to confess our, with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, and we need to believe that He came and He rose from the dead so that you will be saved. Amen? So tonight... Tonight's not only a powerful night and an awesome night because of baptism, but it is also a powerful night because we are commissioning out some of our seniors into the real world. It is one of the hardest things about being a college minister is walking with students every single year for four, five, maybe six years if you're extra smart, right? Um, but we were able to walk with you for these years, but then you do turn around and we were able to commission you to the real world. See, this real world you're about to experience, you might get the, you get to experience working from nine to five. You get the chance to experience for the first time what life looks like without Christmas, spring, or summer break. Hello, all right? You might you might get a week off of vacation, all right? Now listen, a week off for vacation in the business sense is not seven days, it is five days, okay? And then you got those five days that you gotta fit into your 260 work days somewhere, and then you gotta work the rest. Welcome to the real world, you excited, right? We also see that you don't enter the real world only in a business sense, but you also enter the real world in a spiritual sense. What your life looks like from this point on will be solely up to you. 
Whatever path you choose will be up to, to, up to you. Whatever spouse you choose will be up to you. Whatever hours you put in at work will be up to you. How much you attend church, read your Bible, pray, evangelize will be solely up to you. Students, but let's be honest here. Like, like realize something that, that you get to start new. You get to have a fresh start in the real world, in a new place where you can finally, for some of us, be the person that we always wanted to be. You can finally be that new person. Like You get to be the person that, that people get to know at 22 after you've worked up some years, right? After you've changed some things, after you've grown the last couple years, they don't get to know the 18-year-old you that came into college and didn't have some of their proudest moments. Can I get an amen on that? Like, like you did some things that, that you're not even proud of. Like, listen, you get a fresh start. And when I was praying over this message, like, Lord, what do you want me to leave them with? Every time I, I, when, I was, when I was just thinking about what do you want me to leave them with? And he finally gave me this word. He says, Build a great past. That's what he kept on putting in my mind. Tell them to build a great past. And what I mean by that is live a life in such a way now that you can look back in your future and be proud of it. Now, we might not be able to say that about college, but can we say that about our life to come? Build your life in such a way that when you're 30, you can look back at your 22-year-old self and say, you know what? I'm proud of that dude. I'm proud of that girl because you know what? I started making decisions. I'd I, I made some very wise decisions in my life. I, I jumped into a church that I fell in love with. I found a small group of believers that, man, you know what? We might not have had everything in common, but man, we loved Jesus and we loved each other and we encouraged one another. We, encouraged one another, we strengthened one another. And man, it just changed my life, I served at the church, I took care of myself physically, mentally, spiritually, and like these things changed the trajectory of my life. Students, these need to be some of the things that are the non-negotiables in your life. And let me just have a little side note here. You get your last Brent Russell side note, okay? The longer that you wait to do these things, if you graduate and you don't immediately jump into this, let me just be honest with you. I've seen this happen over a thousand times. If you don't jump right into it, the harder it will be to do it later. And this is why. Because this is what happens. Is that when you don't do this first and you build your life up in other things or in worldly things and you start trying to go back to church and you start trying to get into a small group, and you start doing all these things that you wish that you would have done earlier, listen, whatever you have built your life on at that point will have to be broken in order to be built back in Christ. Now trust me, if you can build your life around Jesus, if you can start your life around Jesus, everything in the world will fall in its place. You have to trust Jesus with that, because if you build your life around Jesus, then, you get, then everything else will fall in its place. But if you build your life in your world before you build your life on Jesus, you'll have to tear down your world in order to put Jesus back on his throne in your life. 
And I'm telling you, it is way harder to do that five years down the road than it is when you start it right from the start. Do it from the start. Make it a non-negotiable. So what did Jesus give to me? For the last crossover, spring 22, it's in 2 Corinthians 2, and it says this. But thanks be to God, who in Christ always leads us in triumphal procession, and through us spreads the fragrance of the knowledge of him everywhere. For we are the aroma of Christ to God among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. To one fragrance from death to death, the other fragrance from life to life. Who is sufficient for these things? For we are not like so many peddlers of God's word, but as men of sincerity, as commissioned by God, in sight of God, we speak in Christ. How do we build up this great past? There's three things that we need to learn about the aroma. We need to be in the aroma of Jesus. And this will, I promise you, will give you a life that you can look back and say, you know what, I have a great past Over the last however many years you look back, first thing to have the aroma of Jesus, it starts with this. You have to walk in victory. I love the imagery here. During this day and age, they, after a victorious battle, a Roman general would engage in a parade. And in addition, incense was burned along the route and providing this sweet aroma of victory. And here Paul compares Jesus to this conquering general who leads the apostles and other believers in this triumphal parade and and spreading in the aroma of knowledge and love of Jesus Christ everywhere we go. Listen, believers are to live in a manner that pleases God so that our lives are a fragrant offering unto him. Students, if you want to build a great past, we must walk in such a way where we know Jesus has won not every battle before, but every battle that he will ever face, and he will continue to do so. We don't walk with our heads hung low. We walk with our heads held high, knowing that whatever this world and whatever that dirty dog of a devil will throw at us, it'll be no match for Jesus. And when you lose that job, or maybe you don't get that job, or when coworkers cheat you out of a job, or when bosses criticize you over the job, or when people fail you or backstab you, or when even you fail yourself. The Bible doesn't say don't, it doesn't say to be stuck in the muck, in the mire. No, it says, look up. You got a king of kings who is on his throne. He is control. He is victorious. He has not only won the battle before, but he's going to win the battle forever. He is your rock. He is your salvation. In him whom shall you fear? You shall fear nothing because you got the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Students, do you want a great past? Don't walk in defeat. Don't let people determine who you are. Don't let, don't let anything that this world gives you give you worth. Don't let your daily battles bring you down. Let the victory of Jesus Christ control you and encourage you and let, you, let your focus be on the one who has saved you from not only your eternity, but also can save you from everything in your temporary every single day. When you walk in that confidence, 
people will start seeing that you're a little different than everyone in this world. You're about to see how immature this world is. And you start walking in victory of Jesus. And you start living the life that he wants you to live. And you start letting him control all your battles and control what's next in your life. Listen, they're going to see that you are immovable. And they're going to see that you, you, are, you are stronger than they are. And guess what? They're going to start smelling something. They're going to start smelling that Jesus all over you, amen? Because he has already won your life, and he will continue to win everything for you in years to come. Second thing we need to do is we need to walk consistently. For the aroma of Christ to God among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing students when you step out into the real world, you are starting, you're going to have to start to make a choice whether or not you're going to be all in for Jesus or just partly in. And here Paul is trying to say, walk consistently as a follower of Christ around not only Christians, but non-Christians, no matter the consequences, no matter if it means that you can jump up the business scale, no matter what it means and the consequences that you will follow, you be the follower of Jesus on Wednesday as you are on Sunday. Because if you don't, what I have seen so many times is that you're going to start living two different lives, and guess what? It's going to be exhausting. It's going to be absolutely exhausting. And this is what will start happening, is that you will start becoming a person that you don't even like. You'll start acting and doing things that you're not even, a proud, you're not even proud of doing. You will... You will see people who need Jesus in your lives, and this is a big one. You will see people who need Jesus in their lives and who are hurting in their life, but you're not going to be able to share that with them because you haven't been walking in a manner worthy to be able to even tell them anything, and you haven't been walking in his holiness. You will rather be walking in your shame. So students, you want a great past? Be the man or woman that God wants you to be Every single day. Be the, be the man or woman that God wants you to be around the saved people, but also be the man or woman that you need to be, especially around the non-saved people. Unless, listen, I promise you this, you will have a whole lot less regrets in your life if you do that. And this is what walking consistently with Jesus will do for your great past. Is when you look at your past of walking consistently with Jesus, you will see how consistently God was there for you, how he was there moving mountains for you. And you will look in your past and say, you know what, this was such a struggle. This was such a valley. But you know what, without that struggle and valley, like, man, God moved in such a way. And, man, he, he encouraged me and he loved me and he did this great thing for me. I would not have ever even imagined that. But, man, I walked consistently through that and God brought me out of that. That valley and brought me up to the mountains. Listen, you're going to see God move little things in your life, and you say, man, I see the stepping stones of how God got me to here, because I was consistent with him. I was consistent walkingly with him. Listen, students, to be consistently used by God, you have to be walking with God consistently. Last thing is this, we need to walk boldly. For we are not like so many peddlers of God's word, but as men of sincerity, or women, hello, as commissioned by God in the sight of God, we speak. If I can be honest with you students, 
my biggest regrets in life when I look at my past aren't over things that I did against Jesus. My biggest regrets in life are over things that I didn't do with and for Jesus. Two things happen when God calls you to do something in your life. It will always call you out of your comfort zone and into his faithfulness. And it will always make people aware of who he is. If you want to be peddlers in God's will, if you want to look at your past and be ashamed of it, then don't let God's word grow in your life. Put the Bible on the bookshelf and don't ever read it. If you don't ever want to be used by God, then leave the word of God alone. Listen, you can always evaluate if you are in God's word, if you are a peddler of God's word, if you are, uh, or, if, or if you are an imitator of God's word by this one question. You can ask yourself this consistently every other month of your life. When was the last time that God's word changed something about my life? But if you want to live boldly and you want to be women and men of sincerity, let his word lead you. Let him lead you to go places where you never could imagine. Let it push you out of your comfort zone and let it help make you the people aware of who he is. And you will never regret living boldly for Christ, but I promise you that you will always, and I mean always regret if you never live boldly for Christ. Live boldly for him. Listen, my mama in high school, as we close up here, I don't know. My mom in high school, every time I would come home, she would be like, man, you were with Jeremy. I was like, yeah. Next day I'd come home, she'd be like, oh, you were with Dallin. I'm like, yeah, yeah, how did you know this? I'm just, I'm just a genius. It's like, okay. Next day, oh, you're with Sage. I was like, okay, okay, how do you know, mom, like, how do you know this? Like, are you tracking me? This was before, like, Apple cell phones. I had the brick phone with snake on it. Like, that was the cool thing, right? It's like, Mom, like, like, how do you know this? And then finally she gave up the ghost about a couple weeks into it. And she goes, well, I can tell who you were hanging around because I could smell them on you, right? Like when you rode with Dylan in Dylan's car, it smells like cinnamon, all right? So I know that it was Dylan's car. When you're in Dylan's car, it smells like clean laundry, which I know your laundry ain't clean, so it had to be Dylan, Right? And when you're with Jeremy, it smells like wet dogs because his truck just stinks like junk, all right? So like, like I, I could just tell by who you were hanging with by what you smelled like. Students, my question to us is have we been spending enough time with Jesus that we can start getting the aroma of Jesus on us? You know when you can have a great past and you can look back and be proud of it is when you walk in the aroma of the Spirit and every matter of your life you are walking with Jesus and you are walking for Jesus. And when you have the aroma, this is what I want to end with, is we need to walk in victory, we need to walk consistently, and we need to walk boldly. Amen?